A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello one and all and welcome to Behind the Glass, the podcast which aims to take you behind the scenes of the automotive and automotive social media worlds. My name is Sam, I'm your host from the YouTube channel Seen Through Glass and he's back, the Meister. Tony from Gravelwood Car Sales joins me. You replaced me with Archie Hamilton. Yeah, no, that was week. a bad idea. I don't Terrible. know what year. Last week I was joined by Archie Hamilton Racing and I regretted it almost the minute I hit record. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, things happen. Uh, you were supposedly busy. Uh, I was on a road trip, mate. <laughs> yeah. Doesn't with a puncher. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, let's give a little description of that. Um, uh, so where did you go? Who did you go with and Went, what happened? Went uh, to North Wales Okay. Um, with Supercar Driver. Of course. Uh, on day one <laughs> what happened on day zero actually start there day zero was boring it was just to drive up but what were, what were you supposed to be taking on the road oh, no. trip oh no and that oh, day yeah. minus one <laughs> <laughs> come on so so I was supposed to be taking the GT3 that's what you told me that's what I that's what I, I played GT3 I was yeah, like sick perfect I drove out of my industrial estate <laughs> into the lane okay into the lane that you always say is the worst lane the ever. Worst it's the most narrow. Ever. This is leaving Tony's unit. It's the narrowest, bumpiest, pothole-filled, awful lane. So you pulled out in the beautiful GT3, and I got a puncher. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so scrap so, that idea. So obviously, because the car's new and the tyres are next day or two day delivery, I couldn't take the GT3. So I thought I don't want to take the purple man because I've got lots playing with that anyway. So I take the Ferrari. Not a bad replacement. <laughs> not not or, a bloody great replacement. My favourite car. Have you done a big... Ro- yes, you Italy. did the Italy in the 488. Yeah, right? yeah, okay, yeah. Fine. So, uh, drives to Wales. Lovely on the motorway. Love, oh, great cruise. Perfect. Perfect. You're thinking, God, this was a silver lining. Yeah. Quite glad the GT3 got a Because the GT3 is quite bumpy. Sure. Okay. Sorry. So, so day day one. Day one. Start day one. of the trip. Everyone's excited. The crew's turned up. Yeah. Bit of banter going on. Yeah. Tony's bought the 488. Yeah. Jonty from Supercar Driver. Yeah. Bless his soul. Takes us up some stupid narrow lane, like the lane near my work. Yeah. I get puncher number two. <laughs> <laughs> I'm now in the middle of nowhere Clung Lachlan Wales like literally that, yeah. that, that place when you call the RAC and they say where are you and you go no I didn't know that's what I mean you because, can't say right no couldn't it's say it's in a field in Wales literally in a field <laughs> surrounded by sheep <laughs> there was, that could be anywhere in Wales there was one house uh, we had to knock on the door to get the postcode because I literally didn't know where Incredible. we were we phoned Ferrari Assist bless them they were good Four hours for a tow truck. Oh. Everyone else went, obviously. 
Um, Top Gear mentality of leave no man behind. Riyad from Supercar Driver, bless him, did stay with me. Okay. We went and had a nice burger, actually. It was oh, very nice. nice. Very nice. Um, Where did you find that? If you were in the middle of nowhere with some sheep. Well, we just drove off. Making a nice Lamb burger. They had, a, thingy. <laughs> <laughs> they had a support car. Ah, okay, fine. So, so we, he scooped you up. Scooped me up. Okay. So we left the Ferrari in the middle of the field. <laughs> As you do. Tony, do you know what I'm realising from the story? You're too rich. Oh, my GT3 has a puncture. I'll take the 4 i I'll dump it in the field and go for a burger. I'll go for a burger. So, so we come back. Luckily, because we wasn't in London, um, the car was still there. Sure. Four hours the tow truck wow. took. Four and a half, maybe. I, th- I was then taken to Shrewsbury, which was a 45-minute drive. Okay, that's a long way. But I was staying two and a half hours the other way <clears throat> okay so ferrari assist supplied me with a fiat 500 s class mercedes <laughs> oh, really yeah that's weird you would think they would try and push you in an fca car wouldn't you a fiat group car but they no okay. no i don't i just i assume that's what they would do it's europe car hire they use oh, okay, so fine so you got a merc s class so i got a merc s class caned it back to the hotel just in time for dinner like literally I sat down in my dinner I was so tired by that point I went straight to bed I was the most unsociable person in the world <laughs> I get up before everyone the next morning yeah to race back to Shrewsbury to get yeah. my car to yeah. try and get back to not miss too much of the second day the second day <laughs> luckily the part that I really wanted to do I didn't miss okay good the sand bit the, the sand beach. driving on the beach, which looked amazing. It was incredible. If you um, <clears throat> if you want to see some pictures, I guess, of this, you can head over to Tony's uh, Instagram account. Yeah, there's some small uh, videos which is as at well. Gravelwood Car Sales. My Instagram account? Yeah, what's your Instagram account? It's just Gravelwood Car Sales, isn't it? I don't know. Yeah, is it? How can you not know? How can you not know? Why, well, I don't know. <laughs> It's just Gravelwood Car Sales. Search Gravelwood Car Sales on Instagram. You'll find Tony's account. Yeah. Oh, uh, and you can see some <laughs> pictures of him drifting the 488, which you look like you did pretty well. Mate, I- I'd, yep. got, I'd got the hang of it in it, the end. It looked like it. it uh, was, yep. I was surprised. So was I. Not a lot to hit on a beach, so it can look impressive from yeah, most yeah. people. Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> but, um, but you were killing it. The um, It was the best car to take as well, yeah. out of all the three that I have. It, Do you but, think? Yeah, yeah. Why? Why would you say that? It's the easiest one to slide. Yeah, 100%. Because the Porsche is all the weights at the back so if it goes wrong it's gone it's like a pendulum it's like a pendulum ah. yeah, yeah and the the purple mantis how so much cool. how much wiggle does the purple mantis give you because it's obviously still quattro or four wheel drive <clears throat> but do you get a bit of in sport in sport mode which is the middle mode yeah um you get some wiggle you get some play okay. yeah but in Corsa or um strada strada nothing no it's just That's interesting. grip but the ferrari was like yeah, the one you can throw around properly balanced and yeah. so after the two punctures and oh. four hours by the side of the road yeah. and S-Class did you have a good time? I had a wicked time <laughs> amazing a blinding time that's all we wanted to know well yeah. ladies and gentlemen if you've never encountered Tony from Gravel Car Sales before here he is here's Hello. his life Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that does pretty much sum up his uh, everyday um, uh, no mate I do go no. to work yeah. I'm not just a baller <laughs> I do have a I job. Know I was going with that. So that kind of sums him up. Like, yeah. It doesn't really. Um, but he does pretend to do some work alongside that. Um, but yes, if you are watching us here on YouTube, welcome. Hello. Uh, make sure you are subscribed uh, to this channel for future episodes. We're banging out an episode every week. We hope that's what we aim to do. Um, sometimes Tony's here. Sometimes he is not. Uh, if you're listening to us on SoundCloud.com for slash Seen Through Glass or on iTunes podcast, make sure you are following for those episodes as well. Now, a few things that I want to cover off. One thing very quickly that 
you missed whilst you were away that I've been too embarrassed to talk to anyone else about. Actually, I'm a bit embarrassed to talk to you about. I was in a Formula One advert. No, yeah. I saw a clip. Oh, oh. Well, I kind of wanted to talk about this last week because it would have been a bit more relevant, but I had Archie Hamilton on and I don't think he knew what day it was, let alone no. what was going on in and the F1. And you can't talk to him about F1 because he gets everything. all emotional. He gets super emotional. Yeah, yeah. I should have been there. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, you shouldn't have. But this, this episode is going out after the first race. So we're recording this on a Friday. The, we haven't seen the race yet, but obviously it's going out after the race. Uh, do you want to put predictions in of uh, winner, race winner? What's his name, the young lad? Max Verstappen. Yeah. You know what? I'm going to agree with you. Really? I want it to be Hamilton, but I, I it's supposed to be a wet race. I, we're both saying Max Verstappen. Well, yeah. you, you guys will know. If you watch Formula One, you'll probably know the results by now. But anyway, um, yes, I was in a Formula One advert. And the reason I don't want to brag about this, but I want to tell you the story about it because I haven't actually told you what it was like. Mate, it was day. a good advert. You oh, know. Well, you know what? I was so pleased with the way it turned out. But can I explain? <laughs> you look like you did a Vindaloo. <laughs> <laughs> I cannot, like, there's never been an experience more in my life which has been like dance, monkey, dance. Like, so basically I turn up I go to Pinewood Studios, which is like essentially the Hollywood of the UK. This is where like huge Hollywood blockbusters are filmed in the Harry Potter, um, uh, Star Wars, James Bond, like amazing. So I turn up and I'm into this studio and it looks like the set of a James Bond film. They've got this kind of like wind tunnel-y light studio (laughs) set up. Cameras that must have been like millions and millions of pounds, like 50 people buzzing around. I'm going, God, this is crazy. And they're like, Sam's here. Sam's here. I'm like, hi guys. Yes, I'm here. They scoot me up. I've got a little, I've got a runner with me. Do you want coffee? Do you want a banana? Do you want like toast? I can make you toast. I've got a hair and makeup team. I'm like, you don't need hair, but makeup I'll keep. Oh, um, well, you do need hair, mate. Well, I need hair. But I don't want to look after it. my hair. Yeah, yeah. I'm good. Unless you've got a wig. Um, <laughs> So it's all like, this is amazing. And I'm going, God, this is really cool. And they go, well, has anyone explained to you exactly what's going to happen today? And I was like, well, no, not really. Like, I just know that I'm here helping to be part of a F1 advertising campaign. They went, okay, cool. So I sit on this chair, right? <laughs> I sit on this chair. Firstly, they make me change all of my clothes into their clothes. I was like, that's no problem. Thank God. Thank God. I find out later. Sat on this chair and I got this camera like in my face and 30 people buzzing around. No one's talking to me. They're just like doing their own thing. And they're like, okay, Sam, uh, we're going to start rolling. Uh, if you can just look down the lens. So I'm like, yeah, look down the lens. Go, start the wind machines. I'm like, the wind machines? <laughs> <laughs> like, and when you say Are wind you machines, I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, whoa, this is, this is some wind. And I, I can hear in the background, they're kind of still shouting. Goes, okay, bring in the rubber. I'm like, the rubber. Like, <laughs> rubber tires are flowing. Throw the dirt at him. Like, dirt comes flying. I'm like, oh my God. And I'm literally like, this is torture. And they suddenly go, okay, three, two, one, water cannons. I'm like, water what? cannons. <laughs> Honestly, it was you like didn't know a, none of them. Was I had no idea. It was like a Vietnamese torture camp um, from from God knows when. I I I understand why they got sort of fans to do it because I don't think actors would have done it. They would have sued. I mean, I was physically tortured. It sounds but, um, like a kinky night in. It was a really kinky night in with like thirty cameramen, fat <laughs> cameramen from the UK. Uh, an amazingly bizarre experience. Obviously, insanely cool to be involved with it. The clip a, looked wicked. The clip looked wicked, and my understanding is they're they're still a bit vague of how they're using it. There's various different edits. I shared an edit on my Instagram, my Facebook, uh, over on YouTube, basically everywhere, which was like my personal edit, which apparently could be used throughout the year. But they've got various bigger edits which might run before races. They might run during the year. I mean. Anyway, insanely cool thing to be involved Absolutely. with. I'm massively grateful that they asked me to do it. Um, uh, but yeah, it was a hilarious day. And I couldn't 
share anything. I wasn't allowed to tweet. I wasn't allowed to take photos. So I just have it sort of scarred in my memory now. If anyone ever turns on a hose pipe, I start like, oh! <laughs> ventilating. Um, yeah, and you can kind of see it in the video. I'm sort of so like, oh! Because um, it was just kind of awful. But anyway, I wanted to get that out of the way because I didn't have a chance to speak about it last week and it was just such an interesting... So sorry, I've just kind of done a bit of a monologue there of my experience. Um, but let's move on. Let's move on because we've got things to discuss. Let's talk about cars. Let's talk about cars, yeah. <laughs> well, we've kind of been talking about cars in a weird way so far, but yeah. we're going to move on to more relevant topics. Now, something very interesting happened this week, Tony. I made a video talking about the fact that I've gone over 10,000 miles in my 718 Cayman S. You have. Um, 7,000 of those I can claim. 3,000 were done before I bought the car, but still a hefty number, a significant mile marker. But something I didn't think was going to happen... It's happened. a year old now, that car, though, nearly. Yeah, yeah, Basically. yeah. It, it, no, it's more than a year old, because we're March, aren't we? It but was it a 2016... Might... No, it's a 17... Sorry, 2017. It was early 2017. So it's nearly a year old, nearly a year old. Yeah. Um, a lot of people commented saying, time for a change. Sell that car, move on. You've done your 10,000 miles. You've got what you... People didn't think I liked it that much. I was quite sort of uh, middle of the road about it in the video, but but it wasn't supposed to be a sign-off video. It wasn't supposed to be, I'm done, 10,000 miles. But I found it very interesting that a lot of people were saying, time to move on. I think that's a YouTube culture. My question to you and my audience, what on earth would you replace that car with? Because we spent three months trying to find that car. And for 60,000 pounds or less, a car that does 0 to 60 sub five seconds that has a sort of you know a good badge and name like heritage badge because Porsche is yeah, Porsche yeah, yeah. curb presence curb appeal yeah, it's got to yeah. be kind of sexy and different yeah, you can't yeah. just like be bombing around and I don't know what an S1 it yeah. hasn't got the same theatre and built properly built properly handling characteristics usability two yeah, boots yeah. <laughs> like so that is my challenge and my question. And for the next 15 minutes is kind of what I want to discuss with you. And I've got here, I'm just bringing it up on my computer. And it is a really the... good question as well. Yeah, let's kick things off. Tony, I've been talking for a while. Um, do you have any cars that jump out to you immediately that you think I could replace the 718 Cayman S with? It is a really tough question because like, when we was looking for your car, I think we picked the best of the bunch. Honestly, I, I do honestly think that. Should we try and remember all the ones that we picked? We had... TTRS. Yeah. Audi SQ5. Yep. Range Rover Velar. Yep. <laughs> there was others. There was others. But we only done three or four videos. Because... Should I go back? Go back. God, this is awful, isn't it? We're, we're very busy people. We're very... <laughs> sorry. Oh, sorry. <laughs> My next daily it was, wasn't it? There was... What were we missing? There was no, something there else. there was something else, yeah. But... Or... or, or help we, if I could type. We was... My next daily, here we go. Let's not get that started. Um, TTRS, Velar, 718 Cayman S, Ford Transit, SQ5. Oh, and I started off in the VW Arteon. So actually not that many. Yes. But yes, I agree. Those those are probably right up there with... Yeah, I mean, you could go, um, you know, there's, there's BMWs and C63s and stuff like that. We talked that. about the M2 that we never the actually M ended up testing. The M2 as well. Um, but... You know, at the time, you you didn't fancy any of them mm, anyway, mm. so they weren't considerations for you. So, And it's a very different car, I think, the M2, compared to a Porsche Cayman. Yeah. Um, so if I gave you 60 grand now, what would you buy? The Cayman. 
<laughs> I'd agree. Um, okay, let's have a quick look at some of people's suggestions uh, online because there have been some very, very good ones. Adrian Purdy. This is all from Twitter, by the way. So if you don't follow me on Twitter, seen through glass, but spelt weirdly. It's T H R U, street. Yeah. Avril Levine, skater boy, yeah. Avril um, Levine. <laughs> bring her back. Um, so yeah, follow me on Twitter if you can. Uh, Adrian Purdy said Alpine A110. Yeah, see, which I, I think was the that. best suggestion yeah, of anyone yeah, from yeah. Twitter. It's not something I would buy. Why not? Because I think depreciation. Interesting. Yeah. Because it's an unproven mark. Yeah. Mm. But I th- they're competing with Porsche. Mm-hmm. That's their in aim. In that market. And it's a Renault. It's not a Porsche. Yeah. I, it's a bit like a Nabath and a Fiat. They're desperately trying to make Alpine its own brand. But we all know fundamentally it's a Renault. Um, well, weirdly, actually, it's a Caterham. Did you know that? No, I didn't know. Caterham. When Caterham were in F1 and it was Caterham Renault. They developed the Alpine as their sort of, like a Valkyrie, like a Red Bull Racing Aston Martin. It was the Caterham Renault Alpine. And then when that partnership ended, Renault just took on the yeah, project yeah, yeah. and it's become the Alpine A110 and Caterham are sitting there going, bloody bastard. But don't get me wrong, Renault always make good motorsport cars. They always have done Yes, it. the RS cars are fantastic. Yeah, And yeah, so combining yeah. that with a, a bit of the Caterham technology, you've got to think, this is brilliant. And the, I loved it when I drove it. Yeah. Yeah, I haven't driven it. But. It's underpowered compared to the Cayman S. Uh, and I'm I'm pretty certain there's an A110S coming. Yeah, well, they do a fast one, will they? Right? But the thing is, it's got that kind of uniqueness. It's got that specialty to it. it, it you don't see many of them because they're not out on the road yet. But I don't think you will see many of them. Uh, it's got a bit of flair. It's got curb appeal. It's got presence. When you're sitting in it, it feels a bit special and different because whilst they might borrow parts from the Renault parts bin, it felt quite unique to me being inside. Um, so if you could get one sub 60, I would be all over it. <coughs> okay, for the car. Go on. And some people are going to say, yes, this is the best car. Nissan GTR. <laughs> okay, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nissan GTR is a fan favorite. It has got a cult audience. Yeah. I actually spent most of this week watching videos of. Did the, you? What is it, the 17 model year GTR? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know why? A few reasons, actually. Because, firstly, we talked about it earlier in the week. Um, Secondly, Rowan Horncastle, who works for Top Gear Online, posted some pictures of it in the Brecon Beacons and it just looked amazing. Yeah, yeah. I followed one through Knightsbridge the other day. Like, they've been harassing me, Nissan GTRs. And Have I you like, driven one? Never driven, not any variation of the GTR. I've okay. been in the passenger seat of one once. Okay. So I need to drive one. <clears throat> What's the experience like? They, four or five years ago, yeah. they were unbelievable. Okay. And especially for the price. Eight-year-old car now. Exactly. That's half its problem. It's eight-year-old now. Because even with the facelift, nothing will really change. Inside slightly, but it's still a Nissan. Um, (laughs) Still a Nissan. (laughs) I thought you said it's still eight years old. (laughs) It's still a Nissan. No, no, because the new one's 80 grand. Yes, well, that's the thing I was looking at. And the Nismo is 110 or something like that. 20 or whatever. It's a bit like the NSX in that sense, the new Honda NSX. You get in it, and unfortunately, the interior quality isn't there to match the performance and the price yeah remind, it reminds me although you don't really see many of them it reminds me of like the Subaru Impressors and the Evos are back okay. in the day they spent all the money on the engine and performance sure didn't really do that do on the interior, the interior. Um, <clears throat> whereas the Germans seem to do both obviously now as, as a as a machine and a car four or five years ago it would blow anything away the problem is now is that 
supercars are so good now because they were mm. renowned for mm. supercar killers them GTRs absolutely because for what were they new do you remember when they came out the first gen uh, uh, 52,000 pound which you were getting the performance of an 130,000 pound car I mean, yeah, yeah. 0 to 60 in sub four seconds and close to 200 miles an hour and you know unbelievable performance right great soundtrack at £52,000. Yeah. But now, you're right in the sense that a lot of things have caught up, not necessarily with that 0-60 launch speed, because that has always been the GTR's kind of... GTR? But I think... The GTR. The GTR. The GTR. But the supercars have. They've, but, su- supercars, they've surpassed it. So, uh, but also, so have the E63s and the... m 5 m 5 you know, like... like the everyday sports yeah. cars or sports saloons or whatever have I mean, now the TTRS. caught up. Yeah, well, the TTRS. You know, Three and a half seconds or something. So it's made the GTR look a little less special in terms of performance. It's still got that kind of cool Godzilla vibe yeah. to it, but it's not as... Uh, it's not as... Uh, oh, man. Appealing? Yeah, it's not as groundbreaking as it was eight years ago. I think that was the problem. That That's the problem with it now. Mm. It, it, it was so appealing... Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Back then, because there wasn't really anything that could get near it. Now there's a lot of things that surpass it and get near it for similar money. But for sub 60 grand, are you getting a car that is much more capable performance-wise, performance stats-wise? No, 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 no. But that's I, I don't I don't think before. But it certainly wasn't the reason why I bought one before. Is because it it was better. It was like half yeah. the price of, of a Turbo S. Okay, say, and it was as good. Interesting, but, but nowadays it's not. No, and then and at sixty grand, it's probably a little bit expensive for what it is. You're just getting a lot of straight line performance, yeah. off the line performance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and yeah. maybe 
for example, I would put my Cayman Interior up against the GTR every single day. And yeah, as absolutely. a place to be and a car to live with, um, I, I would pick the 718. There's more to just 0 to 60. and I would agree. I would always agree with that yeah, statement. Yeah. Um, okay, so let's move on. Let's see a couple of other suggestions because I think uh, Alpine A110 and GTR are very good. Um, so scrolling, scrolling, scrolling. There's lots of them in here. I've gone back to quite a few people, so it's hard to read. Uh, oh, yes. 2017 RS5. Now here's an interesting car. Car I still haven't driven yet. Have Mate, you driven? They're sixty grand. Yeah. What is that a? No, that that's good. That's that, good. Uh, do you know what? I was talking to my Audi dealer that I do lots of business with, and I messaged him the other day, and I said to him, "Mate, what's happened to RS fives? They were like eighty grand." Well, right? I remember Paul Wallace drove a press car that was ninety three yeah, or something. Ridiculous. It was definitely over ninety grand yeah. for an RS five. Yeah. So at sixty now, are <laughs> they a steal? Is that a? I think that's what they should have been. That's yes. the price they should have been. Agreed. 60 grand. 60 grand always. Uh, okay, the, the the tech's really good in them. But you're getting Audi tech. Yeah, Which yeah. is fantastic. getting Audi interiors, Audi yeah, build yeah. quality. I think it looks good, <clears throat> arguably. I, I think it's a good looking car. Strange engine though, right? It's got that little turbo yeah, V6. Yeah, apparently the, the it's fast, but it's a bit underwhelming. Mm. Apparently it's because it's not got that V8. Yeah, well, that was what's so iconic, I guess, about the previous generation RS5 is that it had that very iconic V8. But yeah, 2.9 litre V6 instead of the naturally aspirated V8, yeah. which which I think a few people had complained about. Um, yeah. And I know there's a few different companies out there tuning them and making them special. But I like that as a car. You don't see many of them, um, but you're getting Audi reliability. But I guess the argument there, and the same argument could be made for the TTRS, is it doesn't. it might not feel that special. Yeah, against I get a, that. The <clears throat> thing which I love about my Cayman and I'm obviously going to be flying the Cayman flag in this whole discussion, is it's still a Porsche. Yeah. Because I get in here, and this is really stupid, I've got the same drive mode select switch as a 918 Spider. You have. I've got the same exhaust button as a GT3, not that it has an exhaust button, but do you know what I mean? Like, it's, a lot of people could say, oh, it's boring, it's parts bins, they all look the same, but I like that, like, it's a Porsche. Yeah. Like, I get the badge, I get the presence, I get to say, I own a Porsche. Yeah, it's just a bit more special. Whilst an Audi, whilst it might be better in some sectors, it's it's an Audi. Um, and so you've got to just think, what do you want from a car with that? And I like the heritage of Porsche. I don't like the fact that I have to go, it feels a bit flash to go, I've got a Porsche. And I would prefer it, but you only got an Audi. But I like the heritage, the racing heritage, track racing heritage, because people are going to come at me now for the Audi's <laughs> rally heritage. Yeah, yeah. But, okay, RS5, I'm going to say is a solid shout. No, personally. it is a good shout. A very good shot. Do you think they're going to keep dropping though? 80 to 60, do you think that's going to keep... I, I think they'll get to 50 and maybe then really slow down because okay. at that point it all, be, it all becomes about value and for 50 grand that is wicked value. So do you think it's actually now quite a good time to get into an RS5? At 60 grand? It's I, good. I, I think that I'd have one. Yeah. Because I don't think... I think that's Shoe the bottle. price it should be. Really? No. Oh. <clears throat> Mate, I've got a new RS4 coming next month. Do you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Older one. It's coming like... Did you take Archie Hamilton's cancelled order? <laughs> <laughs> I went to ask him about that. Um, that's sick. What spec? But you don't know. Stealth. Of course I know. I spec'd it. Oh, you like Stealth. you ordered? Black, 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 Mate. black, black, black. I love that car. I'm going to put it up for sale. Oh, I'm not keeping it. <laughs> Classic. Yeah. Uh, Focus RS? Nope. I would agree. I never bonded with the RS. Nope. Cool car, but never bonded with it. And it's 30 grand, not 60. So it's half the price. Cool. But it's it's a hot hatch and it's arguably still a Ford in the sense that, you know, if you look at an RS3, which you could say is overpriced, you're getting a lot of car for your money in terms of quality and materials and performance. Whilst the Focus RS, you're getting really drift mode. Yeah. 
V8 Mustang. Ooh, a lot of people said the V8 Mustang. Did they? A lot of people said the V8, which I'm surprised because the European audience don't usually engage with the Mustang. And in sort of American car contact I've done before, Europeans usually go, oh, I can't go around corners. For some reason, loads of people on Twitter were suggesting the Mustang. No, I think they do now. I think they, they do. do. Well, yeah, the, yeah. the Mustang and the Camaro, <clears throat> Camaro, uh, arguably are as good as many European sports cars nowadays. I think Dodge is still hanging in the back, which I love. That they're yeah, like, screw yeah. it, we'll just go fast and straight line. Look at that new Demon Challenger. I actually think the Camaro is a cooler car. Come on, oh my God. The honest. Camaro 1LE, the one with the big like pack. Yeah. And the, oh, I'm obsessed with that. <laughs> obsessed. <laughs> but you could never have it in the UK. Um, but yeah, so I think, the, and, and I know the new mm. facelift or the new 2018 model year Mustangs has come out. But I agree. I think a V8 Mustang is pretty cool. Sound good. Sound great. Yeah. A little bit different when you're driving them in the UK. UK um, you kind of get a swagger to them when you're driving it uh, rear wheel drive so you can just be sliding around everywhere I, I would say I mean again the minute you take a Cayman onto a windy road Mustang's no chance I mean it's just no, no chance. chance you might be having a lot of fun in the Mustang but but just no chance yeah. Um, so yeah I'd still pick the Cayman I'd still pick the Cayman because it's a the Cayman is a proper sports car. It's the best sports car you driver's can Driver's sports car. Yeah, yeah, There's yeah. arguably other good sports cars, but as a driver driver. In that bracket. Mm-hmm. But Porsche do, Porsche do make across um, all the price points. Okay. They make the best sports car. Yeah. Bang GT3 for your RS, yeah. GT3, Cayman, Value for GT4. Money. You're getting yeah, good cars yeah, yeah, with yeah. Porsche. Yeah. So the question just there on, we were talking about how the RS5 has got rid of its naturally aspirated V8 for the V6. Would you have a Mustang? Or an RS5? RS5. Okay. Yeah, I would say the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> just checking. <laughs> just checking. Oh, now this is a curveball, which I'm going to disagree with. And actually, it's a point I want to talk about uh, quickly. So James, 2002, James underscore 2002, has suggested a Maserati Gran Turismo 4.7 MC Stradale two-door, which is at £59,990. Now, I think for a lot of people, the Maserati Gran Turismo is still like a a favoured car you know people it's a car people lust after they see the price point and think that's an affordable supercar it's a Maserati but we actually test drove one in the F-Type replacement series it needs replacing that car now this is what I want to talk about it's old yeah now as car YouTubers which I'm now going to class you as thank you we we talk about cars being old quite a lot we just talked about the GTR being old yeah what do we actually mean? Like, in your mind, what do you class as a car being old in a negative sense? Because my 360's old. <laughs> Don't stop. <laughs> Don't stop. <laughs> but there's some cars which are old, but gold. So in your mind, when we say old from a negative connotation, what, what do you mean? What are you talking about? For, for, for all things considered, so I mean price, um, value for money, technology, um, the the how long they've been making that model for so these can be good examples the maserati and the nissan they're eight and nine year old okay they've had facelifts and but fundamentally they are the same car so they're they're old cars they're not they're not up-to-date new cars whereas the the germans don't tend to do that they're five six years and they change them completely new cars so to play devil's advocate who cares that it's old what's what's bad about old tech old gearboxes I know the answer. I'm just playing devil's advocate. Well, well, I care because I like everything new. Some people don't care. Sure. Some, some people like um, oldie, oldie, worldy stuff, and they're happy 
for it to, to continue to buy it. But I like new, up-to-date, brand new, brand new yeah. things. Yeah, in, in, in my mind, we're talking here about a 60,000 pound cars or sub 60,000 pounds cars. We've got a Maserati, Gran Turismo, MC Trolley. I can't see the year on the tweet, but we've got to assume it's a 2010 or eight or 10 or something. No, it'd be, it, it won't be that old. It'd be newer than that. It'd be like, yeah, it'd be Whatever. like 14 or 15. It's an old car. <laughs> but what I'm saying is within that car, even if it is a 2016, the design of the interior, the technology, the gear shifts, the every element is going to feel dated yeah compared to a sixty thousand pound rs5 which has just come out so you step into that gran turismo the buttons are going to feel clunky the sat nav is going to be a little bit useless the gears are going to be labored and slow everything about it is going to feel like outdated technology yeah now it's not bad because whenever that car got bought out 10 years ago that was it was up the to date then. Yeah. yeah, and, you yeah. Know, I know in the new Gran Turismo, they've just put in new technology, but it's not up to date. Whilst at £60,000, you could get a car which has got all the latest bits in it. It's not to say it's better. It just depends what you want. And so I think we say old a lot. And I'm just trying to clarify what we mean by old because £60,000 for a Maserati might seem very attractive for people. Yeah, and I and I will say one other thing as well. Sometimes you have to take what we say with a pinch of salt mm. because oh, totally. we're so spoiled. Totally, totally, we're, yeah. We're overexposed to everything. Exactly. Some, some, sometimes we say things, mm. me in particular you sometimes, in particular, yeah. that that can be a bit derogatory, but it's because I'm spoiled. Yeah, yeah. Well, you're around these cars all the time. You see the negative things from them. Yeah. You, know, you, 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 you are there uh, sort of, you know, looking at every minute detail and you see a lot of them and they pass through and you have good experiences and bad experiences. And so... You know, you just become blasé. It was like that story we talked about a long time ago on this podcast of spotters who come to London and message me and say, where can I go to see sick cars? I say, Knightsbridge and Mayfair. Yeah. They message me two days later and so say, I didn't really see anything. I'm like, what are you talking about? Well, I saw 458, I saw an SLS. I'm like, that's freaking supercars, yeah, but they yeah, want yeah. hypercars. It's because we become blasé. Yeah, yeah. And that's the same thing. That Maserati will be a great car, um, but a lot of the technology and aspects and mechanics will be outdated. It's not to say they're bad, but they'll be outdated. And so one, for the money, for sure. you could get newer. Yeah. One man's junk is another man's treasure. There we go. And that, and that is basically it, isn't it? Now, here's a car that you owned, and I've filmed with a few times. Alfa Romeo Giulia Quadrifoglio. Good car. Mm. Really good car. This is my, after the Alpine A110, this would be my number three. So I'd go Cayman, Alpine, Okay, and they've come down now. They've come down. So they're sub 50 grand. Sub 50 grand. You're getting Alfa Romeo Flair. Alfa Romeo's new. Mate, that's a back. good car. It's a know. great car. Sounds amazing. Insane performance. A lot of sort of Ferrari characteristics. Four door saloon. Mate, it's a four door Ferrari. Four door Ferrari. Yeah. Essentially. Will it turn on in the morning? Who knows? But that's an Italian car thing, isn't it? I mean, but you're used to that. I'm very used to that. <laughs> I had an engine light on the 360 on the way here. Good fun. Um, but yeah, I mean. All part and parcel of it. I would I mean, that's a great shout. It's a, that's a great car. And I think Stelvio Quadrifoglio is on the way. Um, that's going to be another car that I think people are going to be eyeing up. Is it? Is it the fastest SUV? Yeah, world's fastest SUV in terms of Nürburgring lap yeah. records. There's quicker cars 0 to 60, but yeah. they're basing this on Nürburgring. Yeah, it's okay, got the world it. record. But, uh, you know, I, th I think there's exciting Alfa Romeos out and about at the moment, but you still don't see that many of them. Mm. So Julia Quadrifoglio, I think, is a solid, a solid shout. Um, I'm going to find one more. Um, Jag SVR, I'm not going to touch upon because you're not going to find them under 60K here in the UK. But again, F-Type R. 
F type R, yeah, any F type, any F type is. But that's a wicked car for I, sixty grand. F type R is a absolutely wicked car for under sixty grand. The V six is a brilliant, but I still think the V six is expensive in comparison to the V eight. And do you know what? Actually, that is you've already had one, mm-hmm. but if I didn't pick the Cayman, mm-hmm. I'd have an all wheel drive F type R. Interesting. Over the, over the Renault. Not sure you'd get one for sixty grand, but I wouldn't pick you up on that. No, no, no. <laughs> I don't think you would, but you'd no. be close. Sixty-five-ish. Yeah. Come on, that's fine. There's a lot of really great suggestions here, by the way. So everyone on Twitter, thank you very much for sending these in. I'm just going to try and pick one that we know Lotus? we can talk about. Yeah, a few people have mentioned Lotus. You, they kind of get ignored, don't they? Obviously, great drivers' cars, and I think what would you be looking at? An Avora? No, not for sixty. What's the What's the Three eighty thing, exige, but that's big money. That's not sixty, is it? Well, uh, in Wales, one of the guys had one in Wales. He paid sixty five grand for. Oh, his really? One. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. V six. Mm. Are they supercharged? I think exactly. <laughs> I was with him all week, and he was banging on. I didn't listen to a word he said. <laughs> Sorry, Rob, if you watch. <laughs> Sorry, yeah. Um, very cool cars. They're yeah, really, yeah, but, yeah. but the thing is, it, this whole conversation topic is around replacing the Cayman. Yeah, yeah. And if you're replacing the Cayman with the Lotus, you are sacrificing a ton of usability because the Lotus is bare and and lacking in any kind of storage space and it's loud and it's bumpy and it's, it's aggressive. A track car. You sit on top of each other. It's a track car. Yeah, so yeah. so they're brilliant cars, but not to replace no, the Cayman. No, 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 no. Um, okay, let's just get it out there because there's a few people suggesting them. Uh, Merck C63, which obviously Paul Waliso of Supercars of London fame has just picked up. Thoughts on the C63? So we were speaking about this off mm-hmm. camera mm-hmm. and historically I've never been the biggest Mercedes fan yep. but I actually really like what they're doing so, in it. this is what we've been discussing That's why I, I, been, been I was prompting discussing. you I knew I, well, I knew we could get into this and talk e, a little bit about e, it yeah um, it's an exciting time isn't it Merck road cars yeah um, from what I saw at Geneva as well I think the current C63 is going to suffer a little bit because all of a sudden the interior on that car is going to look so old because you saw the new A class and it was a huge leap forward. And the new E fifty five. Okay. E fifty five. Yeah. What was that? It's a E class saloon. Coupe. 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 Yeah. Really? E fifty five coupe. I missed that. Yeah. That must be wicked. Yeah, but you missed the A class. I missed as everything. Well. I missed all yeah, the yeah. sleep. But they've really stepped up their interior and the way that they do things. Haven't they just launched a facelift of the C coupe though? Yes, yeah, exactly. That's it. So you think every two years, yeah, their facelift. Mm. Then four years, they change their models. Mm. Just like an iPhone. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> it's like an iPhone. No, no, no it's, it's like, like McLaren. McLaren. Yeah, 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 similar, similar method methodology. Um, but they're cool cars, and it's a Very lot of car cool. for the money now in terms of performance and stature. And as a because Merck are doing cool and exciting things, I think it's a cool brand to be associated with. A bit of a heavier car compared to Cayman. Again, I'm just going to. And I'll tell you why I think we as petrol heads have leaned towards Merck a bit more is because Audi and BMW they've ditched their V8s mate well not only they ditched their V8s but I'll tell you why I'm doing it freaking Formula 1 mate I know everyone says Formula 1's dead I know they say it's boring but it is the greatest marketing tool for any car manufacturer yeah, in is, the world yeah. and Mercedes are and smashing subconsciously, it subconsciously yeah. the fact that Mercedes are absolutely nailing it in Formula 1 there's something in your head that makes you think performance yeah it's a total subconscious thing yeah. like, i don't know what it is there 
Um, but there's something in that, I believe, for me, for me, I might not speak for everyone, but I do think that there's this, this general global marketing strategy that people are kind of aware of Mercedes and success and performance, um, and, and that trickles down. And the cars are looking great, they're going great, you're right, they're sticking with, even though by turbos, they're big V8s still. Um, so. I, I really want an AMG GTR. I know you do. <laughs> <laughs> we need to knock Shmi out and steal his. Um, I really, I really want to have a go in an AMG GTR. I mean, I would love to have one as well, but I mean, I, I don't know if it's very me that car. But I just really want to have a go in one. I've never driven one. You, big GT car, rear know, engine. That is car. you, mate. But you know what I'd have instead? One Aston Martin. Oh, really? Would Same you? engine. Yeah, a bit more classy. Yeah, it's got a bit more class. Yeah, yeah the, the the it's a bit of an Asbo car, isn't it? The, the GTR's a bit yeah. shouty, whilst yeah, the Aston yeah. Aston class. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, anyway, I think that's probably it. I mean, it's been a super fascinating topic and discussion point. Um, it's a bit of a clickbait title, I'll fully admit. I probably should have said that at the beginning. Really? It's unlike well, you? Yeah, very unlike me. Yeah. Well, we need the views on Behind the Glass, Tony. <laughs> um, I don't... Of course, I said it in my 10,000 mile living with a Cayman update. I'm not going to keep that car forever. That car will change. As soon as I have an opportunity to do or a better car comes up or something that I want to change to becomes apparent, I'll probably change it. But as we've just discussed, I really struggle to see a car which would do as good a job as the Cayman yeah, for yeah. similar money. Yeah, yeah. That's what I find fascinating is that Right now, yes, the Alpine's great. Yes, the Julia Quadrifoglio's gay, great, great, gay, great. <laughs> dear, oh dear. Um, but I don't want either of them more than I want the Cayman. So as I say, until something else depreciates, it's the best car, mate. That's why. Yeah, it's the or best something else comes up, or I make more money. For now, I'm sticking. So yeah, apologies for the clickbait title. Um, but but at some point, it's going to happen. Um, just when it's just when yeah just when and how many more miles there's something falls in your lap you never know (laughs) there we go that's exactly it you can never say never on YouTube Uh, anyway I hope you guys have enjoyed uh, the episode again thanks for everyone on Twitter who uh, submitted uh, uh, suggestions Uh, it's really helped this podcast if you're watching us here on YouTube make sure you subscribe for future episodes one episode every week is what we're aiming to do Uh, but if you don't like seeing our faces which I don't blame you about you can listen to us only on soundcloud.com for slash sheen through glass or on iTunes podcast just a tip for those people are like why would you listen only long car journeys that's when I listen to podcasts is whenever I'm driving anywhere a lot of people listen I meet a lot of people yeah, and yeah. they say we've been listening to your oh Tony it gets great numbers but Does it? I'm just I mean, saying I don't yeah, know about that for those of you who might be watching I'm just saying if, if you are running out of time to sit down and watch these episodes but still want to hear what we're talking about you can listen and as I say car journeys or commutes to work on the train a, yeah it's a fantastic way to listen to us <laughs> um, we don't know Tony's Instagram so I can't tell you uh, how to go and follow him but it'll be just grab somewhere. all the cars in there the search go. button there you go done Look, you're, is that right yeah you're a social media genius Thank you. Um, thank you for tuning in and we will catch up with you very very soon bye bye Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that 
Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.